0: Brando, that was a fun dive over the weekend.
1: Well, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm glad you enjoyed it, James.
0: That was my probably my most fun local dive I can I can remember. I mean, going years back. Was it
1: the? Three to five foot of visibility that made it the most fun.
0: No, no, no! But that made it. It was challenging. my company.
1: It was my company, wasn't it? I, I've done a lot of dives <laughs> with you,
0: so they, it's it's not that. Damn it! But but it, it does have. Well, I guess it ha- does have something to do with both of those.
1: I did my hair the, special that day.
0: Was it? I that? know you, you you were very well groomed. <laughs> okay. But it it was the the challenge of the visibility, the challenge of all the props we were bringing into the water yeah the, the having a good dive buddy in the water like yourself that we could spend nice, ninety buddy. minutes without taking it from three to five feet of visibility to no visibility and stay in communication and go back and forth between different props to to take different photos and know where each other was at the whole time and it just all worked out great and it was something to do and we accomplished it all even the monumental task of getting everything back and both of us agreeing underwater that we are we are going to be like men bringing the groceries back (laughs) it's all or nothing we're not making two trips with these grocery bags no you know we we made sure everything uh came back with us It, it was just a good dive so thanks for that.
1: Well, thank you. I mean it's uh one of those um bring everything but the kitchen sink kind of dive as far as the props and the lighting and which we've done before but I don't know what the uh, dive helmet right, but the dive helmet was There's a uh, lot of there's a lot of task loading. Right. I was going to say the dive helmet was uh a heavy prop. <laughs> that was a heavy ass prop that did not want to cooperate as far as, plus we didn't have a proper lift bag with it. We just used a uh, surface marker, which was, still provides about 60 pounds of yeah, lift. Yeah, it's a, a lift.
0: big, it's yeah. a big surface marker. I mean, it did the job, but a smaller, more would compact have would have been yeah. nicer.
1: But, but we did it and we made it look good. I think not to pat ourselves on the back. but
0: well like i said there's a there's a lot going on and uh you know a couple divers in the water it's very easy you know especially for a new diver it's very easy to get overloaded with just a camera let alone putting a strobe light that you have to adjust from time to time or a video light that you have to turn on and off when you get near a subject like a lot of a lot of the cameras now are just using video lights instead of strobes but it's very easy for that to take your awareness let alone like you and i setting up auxiliary lights and the slave strobes and the the additional props it's so easy to get wrapped up in just getting the natural environment to work with your prop to lose complete track of your dive buddy for five yeah. ten <laughs> did, 20 minutes went by holy cow you know how, how did that happen so fast oh i haven't checked my gas either i haven't checked my depth at all i haven't paid attention to anything other than trying to get this you know silly prop to stay where it's supposed to it's really easy for task loading to take over especially with a lot of the new divers out there that are yeah, you know, listening to you and I for a little bit of experienced guidance.
1: Uh, agreed, agreed. Super easy to uh, lose track of each other if you're not uh, vigilant about it. If that's the right word, but uh, yeah, in the in the three to five foot of viz we had, but uh, all in all, it was pretty good. It turned out well. Uh, the placement of the of the subjects. Uh, was nice and um, lent itself to not getting too stirred up when we had to work with it.
0: Yeah, no, we were able to capture some really, really cool shots. I, yeah. I was, and then I guess that's—I'm just being selfish. I mean, that's probably the real reason why <laughs> I like that dive you so like much. Cool is Because I had a couple of zingers. I got a couple of zingers in there. You had nice shots there. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, there's some keepers. obi Ob One has uh, <laughs> <Obi-wan>. <laughs> has taught me well. Mm. Welcome to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with Low Viz Jamesy. And uh, Low Viz Jamesy,
1: that's not a bad one, because it definitely is low viz these days.
0: Yeah, the the lake was a tough environment to work with.
1: Surprising. I mean, typically it's coming back around at this time of year, and it never got as, in the past, it never got as bad as it did this year. It was a bad, bad year.
0: Yeah, yeah, fall, fall diving, I don't know. In ways, it's good because, especially for the pictures we were trying to take, I mean, the the weedy beds are so thick and lush with the greens. They got the greens. The, the, sun, the sun, if you can catch it at the right time, is, is perfect for what we were trying to do. You know, because in another month, all those grassy beds are going to be dyed off, and it's just going to be a brown... Yeah. You know, decayed bottom already. You know, it's that's diving in the fall.
1: Yeah, although you know, getting ready topside is nicer. At sixty-five out, not ninety-five. You know, just little things like that. Yeah, and, and then again, we had to haul a lot of crap. We had there was uh, ample ample surface prep.
0: You know what else is back now that it's fall? Don't say pumpkin spice. Uh, football is back, <laughs> baby.
1: Pumpkin spice.
0: Did you watch any uh, football games over the weekend, Brando? It's football weekend. We're uh, we're back to seeing good old. Uh, we're back to seeing good old Mahomes. You know, slinging some beautiful balls all over the field. <laughs> and guess what? Your friends over at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful <laughs> balls all season long too. Like, really? Good segue. <laughs> Brando, with Manscapes' state-of-the-art tech, they're going to have you swinging your weapon <laughs> and looking more loaded than the AFC West this season, Brando. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Now, I know, I know you like soccer a little bit more. It's because your kids play it. and It's maybe because football's a little bit rough of a game. But your ball care doesn't have to be Hmm. because you should be using your Manscaped. Join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code TGDP. You know, we did a long dive, Brando, and uh, I knew it was going to be a long one because we had a lot of stuff with us. So I definitely had to hook up that condom catheter because I knew it was going to be a long one. And I had just had two cups of coffee before that dive. And I knew I was going to have to go, and I'm glad I did. and you're glad you prepped well yeah you know because i got that lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and uh yeah i had to have the old uh the old unit cleaned up for that dive Brando. (laughs) well that's good that was the luxury of using that platinum package taking care of our pocket rockets if you know what i mean a couple of those football games over the weekend had some pretty good uh, pocket rockets throwing that those balls around.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I didn't see them. but
0: <laughs> like uh, at at QB, like the, the the quarterback of the uh, manscape team oh. is that lawnmower four point It's a wily vet who makes sure that the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. If you know what I mean. Whoa. Doesn't make any mistakes out there. Protects the balls. (laughs) Waterproof. So even on those rainy day games, weather's not an issue.
1: Nice. So we got the QB. Who's the wide receiver?
0: Oh, wide out. Cleanest duo in the league. Ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. With their rugged scent, they attract both the ball and uh all the ladies in the crowd, <laughs> plus brando, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. that means more plays on the field and less water breaks
1: nice, so they're going long for uh for the bomb who's uh who's playing the center center de- for defense center's offense oh well, I mean defending set. Defend offensive center, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Give me, give, me, give me the center. Okay, I got an offensive line, to line to here to defend this uh, quarterback.
0: Oh, the offensive yeah. line! Those are the unsung heroes: crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver, ball toner.
1: They are unsung heroes, aren't they? They don't get enough uh, enough glory.
0: Oh no, standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. That's like
1: they're really kind of the ball boy, aren't they? The ball boys, if you will.
0: Absolutely. Who's on defense? Who's defending this team? On defense, there's only one thing you need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. With refined cologne-quality fragrance, it keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. Whoa.
1: Man, James, this team sounds like it's going all the way, right
0: to the Super Bowl, man. This has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster. But don't take my word for it, people. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and of free shipping with the code TGDP. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code TGDP, Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. It's a winner, baby. So, Brando, I've got a story here from your old buddy Eric Douglas. Oh. About task loading and Taking an underwater photographer to the brink of danger. The brink of danger. Yeah. Luckily, he he got out by the the by a, a, a fine like a, the uh, by a hair like a ma- unmanscaped hair. He just snuck out by. <laughs> he was right on the brink. Right on the brink of disaster. And it just goes to show what we were talking about, how important it is to stay focused on dive safety, even when you're doing something like seeing something cool underwater that you want to try and take a picture of. We've said it many times before, you have to remember that you're a diver first, and taking pictures is only allowed if you're still diving safely and properly.
1: Yes, so... Again, one of the first things you teach in an underwater photography course is that you have to be a good diver. You have to be in control of yourself and uh, your team while you're diving. And then you can take photos
0: safely, right? Correct. So having all the good diving skills, particularly buoyancy, balance, trim, and awareness underwater that you can multitask and not let it suck your attention into the camera and forget about everything else. Because right, you don't have room to think about controlling your buoyancy, that's just right. got to happen. You don't have time and room to think about, you know, tweaking your body mechanics so that you stay up. That's just got to happen. Otherwise, all your attention's going to get eaten up there. Right. I mean, it's
1: something we harp on a lot, but can't be uh, overstressed or overemphasized, in my opinion.
0: That diving ability is first, and then photography. Well, Jeff dreamed of being a great underwater photographer like his idol old brando (laughs) (laughs) in truth though he was good but he knew getting to be great would take lots of time and practice he did his best shots as much as he could on every dive he had recently upgraded his underwater camera system and was excited to be in the water with it for the first time He could see that learning to position his external strobes correctly while finding appropriate subjects was going to take some effort. And his new camera was bigger and heavier than his previous one. It was trimmed out to be mostly neutrally buoyant, but he could tell it produced more drag as he pushed it through the water. And when Jeff spotted a large green sea turtle nearby, he decided it would make the perfect first subject for this camera. And he immediately took off after it. Hells yeah. And this is something we were talking about <laughs> about like trying to lug all those props, everything, and we had two Humongo camera rigs.
1: Yeah. It's a lot to control and manage underwater. So the uh Awareness, the attention window, if you will, has to be wide.
0: Yeah, and you learn in basic scuba one hundred and one that you know water is eight hundred times denser than air, and it's going to exponentially increase your drag and your workload. Like yeah. if you want to, it's not linear, right? If you want to double your speed underwater, it's not yeah, going to cost you double the amount of water. <laughs> right, your, right.
1: You have to quadruple the energy put into,
0: and it. then. You add a big giant camera and dome port and strobes and and you add all that drag. And then let alone if you're out of trim to begin with. right?
1: if you you don't have that already down, uh, yeah, you're really going to be working.
0: Now, they say that Jeff was an experienced diver with several hundred dives under his belt in relatively good shape and in his mid 40s. It was not long after he began diving that he got his first underwater camera, a basic little point-and-shoot, and he was hooked. He, he loved the reaction he got from non-diving friends when he showed them his pictures. And he had even won a couple of local photography contests. Nice. So he's
1: not just an average Joe Schmoe.
0: Oh, no. It sounds like he's uh, you know a, a, an active diver, enjoys diving, enjoys the camera. Uh, he's just upgrading, moving into some bigger stuff. It says that on the dive, Jeff and his buddy were diving from a local charter boat. They had an understanding that Jeff was there to take pictures. His buddy usually followed along and kept an eye on him. Now that's a hard dive team to to keep together, like really keep good focus because we're basically saying, hey, don't worry about me. I'll just worry about you. You just take pictures, which is not how you and I work together as a dive team.
1: No, why would you take half the team and tell them to turn your brain off? Exactly. You know, you both got to work at it, but
0: but it's difficult. And in this, like, g- generally, you know, the, w- the way we do this, a very easy fix is for one to model, one to photograph. Mm-hmm. So you have to just, like, on land, you know, if you're working with, you know, a client taking, you know, graduation pictures – Wedding photos, whatever, you know, you're going to talk and communicate throughout the right, process. Right, it's
1: constant communication, so you're not going to lose track of each other, right?
0: Yeah, but telling someone, okay, you just take pictures, I'll, I'll, I'm going to swim around behind you and watch you Yeah, probably doing. not a great plan. Conditions were perfect when they entered the water. Warm with a cloudless sky. It was mid-morning, so the reef was shimmering with sunlight. They were diving on a site 60 feet deep. Not far from their location, the reef dropped off to 100 feet and beyond. Eric says that Jeff took a few photographs of the reef, just learning, you know, the new camera and trying to get the feel for everything. And he glanced back from time to time to see his buddy following along, looking at some smaller little critters on the reef and generally staying out of his way. Now, Now, this is right on the brink of not only the danger and disaster, like Eric Douglas describes it, but it's also right on the brink of what you and I refer to a lot as a trust-me dive, but in a different type of a way.
1: Right. I mean, uh, the difference is the uh, photographer has to trust the other diver. That's all. That he's going to be there.
0: Yeah, we're just trusting that the buddy's going to be there. What could go wrong? Well, let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) Jeff saw a large green turtle swim by.
1: Ah, turtle
0: turtle (laughs) squirrel Uh, took off after it he wanted to get a close-up shot of the turtle's face jeff swam around a coral head trying to get in front of the turtle but it turned away just as he got close as he swam jeff checked the controls on his camera and the strobes guessing about the proper angles for both external lights and trying to get them into position looking for food the animal seemed to ignore jeff but every time Jeff attempted to get in front of the turtle, it took off. <laughs> Go figure, <laughs> huh? Yeah. So old Jeff is just a big giant guy with bubbles and like a probably a neon green wetsuit swimming up, chasing the turtle and making noise and big giant flashes and sounds adjusting those strobe arms and everything.
1: Well yeah, he's not like blending in with his environment too well, but
0: and and he's working his ass off, right, to try to swim around these coral coral heads, you know, and get positioned around so he can get a a face-on approach, swimming as quickly and swimming as hard as he can pushing that big camera. It's going to take a lot of gas, right? You're going to be chugging through some air. Yeah
1: chasing Everybody's chasing the turtle be. is is <laughs> is an air sucking uh experience that's
0: even even if you're really really smooth and good in the water like i know that if i'm going to try to chase around to get in front of a turtle or in front of the shark or in front of the of the ray i know it's going to take me a long distance to get there i'm going to be blowing through way more gas than i normally would so i'm all I'm prepping that when I get there, I'm going to have to be in the chill-out zone and get that breathing quickly under control. But if you're just constantly on the chase for the picture, that's going to go – you're not going to have the mental space to be even be aware of that. You're just going to chug, 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 chug. Hey, this thing's getting harder to breathe. Right.
1: In. I mean, chasing the subject is never a good idea. It, the thing doesn't want its photo taken. You are carrying a gigantic piece of drag with your camera rig, even if you are diving pretty well in terms of uh, staying in the slipstream and your balance, buoyancy, and trim is right on and your propulsion techniques are good. You're carrying that monster rig and you're trying to swim, you're trying to outswim a turtle.
0: You're going to lose. Right. At some point, you have to be taught that. There's a time where you got to just let it go. The, the turtle's not in your cards today.
1: Well, chasing the subject, it's almost always a losing game.
0: Yeah, don't forget you're diving, and you've got somebody else in the water that you're supposed to be responsible for as well. Not to mention yourself. True facts. Well, he never got the photo he was looking for. <laughs> and that's when Jeff finally started to look around for his dive buddy and discovered, yeah. holy shit, I am all alone. He didn't keep up with me. Hmm. i clearly said i'm taking pictures you follow along (laughs) this is you know there's i mean how many times on dive boats have you heard just people being a-okay with the whole notion of same ocean buddy and it's because they're not teammates in the water like we try to stress all the time there's a big difference between having a buddy and having a teammate big
1: difference i agree
0: yeah, the the buddy you just get assigned to, or you just agree, yeah, I, you need a buddy, I need a buddy, okay, we'll be buddies. And if neither of you dies and you get on the same dive boat at the end of the day, it was successful. Versus a teammate does all those things, but also stays in communication with you the whole entire dive. True.
1: Yeah, it's that, that awareness and that training that, uh, you know, you fall back on. and. Again, like you said, this is basically a trust-me dive, so this is what can happen on the trust-me dive. Trust me, I won't be there when you're looking for me.
0: Trust me, trust me, I won't go blindly down past 100 feet thinking I'm still in 40 or 50. Trust me, trust me, I won't run out of gas. I just want to take some pictures of this turtle.
1: I don't think anybody ever says, I'm going to go run out of gas. You know, I'm going to go get in Listen, I need you
0: to follow behind me because I'm going to suck all the gas out of my bottle while I'm chasing this turtle. Yeah. No, nobody says that. Well, when Jeff realized he didn't know where his buddy was, he looked at his air and depth gauges, and guess what? He was much deeper than he had planned. Uh Uh-oh. He had moved past the drop-off, out off the end of the reef, beyond 100 feet of water. And... Although that was alarming, it wasn't quite as shocking as when he looked at his gauge and saw that he was at 500 PSI. Oh, and also, Brando, he had no effing clue where the boat was. (laughs)
1: Luckily, the turtle doesn't want to eat him or anything, right? Because it's like, let him away, and now he's completely disorientated and
0: and, uh, is alone. He's perfect Right. Prey. I mean, if this was a, if this was a horror movie, yeah. right, the, 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 the bloodthirsty turtles got him right where he <laughs> right. wants him.
1: He spins around and he sees that the He's turtle is a shark. He's not a turtle at all.
0: Yeah. Jeff knew that he didn't have time to look around for his buddy. He decided to make a direct descent to the surface instead of following the reef back towards shallower water. He planned to look for his buddy while he swam. It wasn't an emergency, so he made a normal, controlled descent. But he was concerned he was going to be cutting it close. He hoped he could make it to the surface before running out of gas. <laughs> okay, that's not good <laughs> gas plan. No, FYI, people, listen, listen up, listen up hope I make it. making it to the surface all by yourself, sucking the last breath of air is not successfully making it to the surface. Like having to do a direct ascent, not where you're supposed to, not doing your proper minimum decompression or safety stops, just getting to the last breath, luckily
1: <laughs> Right. Just breaking the surface when you you pull a vacuum on your tank. Right, it's uh, it is not good gas planning. It's not good dive planning. I mean, but we know, we knew going into it, it wasn't a good plan, and now we're seeing, you know, Murphy's Law. This this is what happens,
0: right? Because when you, I mean, the the whole idea of even asking this other diver to be your buddy is that you need to have that awareness when the buddy that's that you've asked to just follow along the whole time, right? When you finally do turn around to look for him, and he goes dude, my gauge has been leaking the whole time, I'm out of gas, right, that you've accounted for that as well.
1: Yeah, all the things that could go wrong will go wrong. I think only some of the things that could go wrong went wrong on this dive.
0: But that's why you put together the gas plan before the dive, was making the assumption that, hey, I want you to follow along, but I'm still going to keep enough gas so that if you do have a problem while I'm chasing a turtle to 100 feet, right. don't worry, I still got you covered. Right.
1: That's good gas planning. That is good. Well, that's that's good dive planning. But, again, this was a kind of a trust me dive. And I don't think these uh, questions or these scenarios were addressed in the dive plan. I'm going to guess that they weren't. I'm going to guess it was a the regular be back on the boat with vi- at least 500,
0: you know. Right. You As long as you stay behind yes. me and don't lose me <laughs> and I take pictures, uh, we'll be right. fine. I'll give you some photo credit. (laughs) Where?
1: I mean, really?
0: (laughs) As Jeff ascended, he could see more of the surroundings. He finally located his dive buddy a short distance away, still on the reef at around 60 feet. Jeff's buddy had been looking for him and saw Jeff making his ascent. The buddy gestured for Jeff to descend toward him, but Jeff signaled that he was low on air and had to ascend. Jeff continued heading for the surface, and his buddy began his ascent, catching up to him near the surface. Jeff reached the surface with 200 PSI left in his tank. The divers spotted the dive boat nearly 50 yards away. Both do- uh, both divers gave the boat crew a big okay signal, indicated they were fine. Then they began the long surface swim back to the boat. The swim of shame. The swim of shame. The swim of shame, absolutely. Nobody wants to do the swim of shame.
1: No, it's that same feeling after, uh, you know, on a Sunday morning, after a crazy night out, and you, things things went, uh, seemed to be going in your favor, <laughs> and you, you quote-unquote perhaps got lucky. Depending on how you look at it, it could be unlucky, but... You have to do that walk of shame on. You know, you see it every Sunday morning on the college campuses. The walk of right. shame back to your dorm,
0: carrying yeah. your shoes, shoes. <laughs> makeup, mascara as you're running make, down. Your makeup disheveled, <laughs> hair <laughs> hair a mess. Yes, that's why. That's, it, that's why it's
1: great being a guy. Like, I was going to say we don't really have the. We could just be out going for coffee. You, you can't right. tell with us. We you just, can't tell.
0: Uh, that's beauty. the best part. Men, L- scruffy, rule. hair disheveled, <laughs> wrinkly t-shirt. Would you just pull that t-shirt off the floor? Yeah, like every other day.
1: <laughs> now we're we're getting a lot of hate right now. I've got hate I've got my cleanest
0: directed. dirty shirt on. What are you talking about? <laughs> now there's a there's a rule, a, a bit of an untold damn rule. rules. You, you don't see it in most open water diver manuals but if i if i rewrote the the open water diver manual which i might uh, you know i might have to there's going to be a chapter in there about the swim of shame and it's going to be a rule uh, that if you're doing the swim of shame you're buying a round of beer like the bucket of oh, beers when you least. get back to the dive bar yeah you uh, you you've you guys are buying the the
1: brewskis. yes the swim of shame things happen on dives um this one was kind of completely uh completely avoidable absolutely i mean there are times when things happen on dives that are you know crap happens and that's part of the beauty of diving is you don't know you know it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna
0: get never know so uh, if, if, if something like that happens hey you you own up to it and okay i'm I'm buying the beers for okay. for, <laughs> yes. for everybody, and hopefully you'll goes. learn. Hopefully you learn. you'll learn. Yeah, well, because while you're having those beers with the other experienced divers and the boat crew, right? They're gonna everybody's gonna tell stories, and there's gonna be a lot of similar stories. I mean, you're not unique. No, right? like Jeff isn't unique in this. I mean, this is a lot of. This could be a lot of divers here.
1: And I think almost all of them that have had this experience will say, I'd like to not have that experience again. I wonder <laughs> right. what I could do. I wonder if there's a remedy to this situation. If there's a way to avoid not coming up you know, together or running out of gas or all of the things that went on on this dive. Is there a way to avoid them, James?
0: Well, let's look at what Eric says in this scuba diving lessons for life. He says that whatever your reason for diving, whether for fun and relaxation, exploration, science, or photography, you can't forget the fundamentals. Those include monitoring your depth, bottom time, air supply, basic navigation, and your buddy's location. And in this case, Jeff neglected all of them. Fucking Jeff. Jesus Christ, Jeff. What the f- a name like Jeff.
1: You think he'd have more on the ball.
0: Jeff was so wrapped up in using his new camera gear and the pursuit of the turtle that he forgot everything else. This situation turned out all right, but it could have very easily been otherwise.
1: Yeah, they lived, but there's a lot of opportunity there for a lot of things to go even more south.
0: Yeah. Right, and this is what we say, this is what Eric's telling us and reminding us, is that you're a diver first. You're a diver. No matter first. how badly you want to get a picture, if that is at the cost of forgetting that you're diving underwater, right? You're not ready for that camera in your hand. You you, you have things in your own diving habits need to be fixed and cleaned up and corrected.
1: right. Right. I, well, we say it a million times. And we said at the beginning of this podcast, which is you have to be a good diver before you put a camera in your hand. And that means you're in control of balance, buoyancy, and trim. And you have the situational awareness to know where your team is, your depth, your location in the in the dive environment. All those things, you have to be able to do that kind of second, like you say. It's like second nature. You're not really thinking about doing it anymore. You're just doing it all the time.
0: If you... Have to look at your depth gauge and pressure gauge to have any clue of how deep or how much gas you have. You are not a good diver. You're a long way from being a good diver, right? I mean, you might think you're in sixty feet, and you're actually in sixty two. But it's yeah, not like you, it's not like you think you're in <laughs> yeah. sixty, and you're in one hundred and ten, right? Right. That's quite different. Right. If you have no clue how much gas you have, and you have to look at your gauge to to even have the, an inkling of where that needle's going to point. You are a long way from being a good diver. Yes. And that should point you in a direction of where you need to work. And speaking of pointing in a direction, <laughs> if you think you're going to look at a compass and it's so it can tell you where to go, that, that's not why you look at a compass. <laughs> Because right, all that compass is doing is just... It's
1: pointing north. Pointing
0: north. Right? <laughs> so if you've got no reference point to base that on, the c- compass ain't going to tell you shit.
1: Right. It will tell you where north is. But if you don't know in which direction you travel to get to the point where you're you're at and looking at your compass, you don't know which direction to go to right. get back so yeah all of that is part of the dive plan and part of the dive routine you know when you enter the water getting getting your bearings and orient orient yourself or orientate yourself to uh to the environment but i mean it's easy to sit on the outside looking in and the hindsight and and point out all these what you would call rudimentary
0: basic faux pas mistakes and it all goes to planning I, I would agree. Like this, the, the failure of this dive happened way before he got low on gas uh, off the end of the reef. Right? It, it goes to show that uh, he's doing a trust me dive that he's not prepared for. Neither like, is the partner. You, right? Yeah, and, and the partner's not either. Right? You don't get something that elaborate of, of a new tool and take it on the big dive. <laughs> Practice, baby. <laughs> Right. That, this this is where, you know, hey, I'm going to take two days of of hanging out in, you know, on the the one rock, you know, just off the shore of the resort we're staying at. And I'm going to, like, work out all the camera details there, mm-hmm. not take it out on the big boat dive. No. And
1: and do it with a partner who's who's used to diving with the uh, photographer and learn together. This plan was right off the bat was kind of uh, crappy. And, and I think that's kind of the moral of the story is trust me dives, just because you're a photographer doesn't mean that it's good or it's proper or it's safe to go in the water, turn off your wide angle focus and zoom into your camera and trust that you're partner is going to do all the heavy lifting uh, as
0: far as team goes right i mean at, at any point of any dive plan if if there's the suggestion of somebody is allowed to turn their brain off it is a clusterfuck of a dive about to happen right i mean i mean
1: especially when you put it that way cuz basically that's what it was is you go ahead and turn your brain not turn it off you turned it toward to the uh, photography which you know requires thinking and focus but when you're underwater again the first thing you're doing is diving everything else is second yeah before.
0: and those 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 wide angle focus of awareness has to be heightened, not narrowed. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's even more difficult. And, and only, mm-hmm. yeah, and only by like widening, you know, widening up to like infinity is going to give you the ability to fine tune focus from time to time.
1: Right. It's it's like I say. It's just something you have to get used to, and you have to dive. With your normal partner if you 're going to be doing photography with that person, but the people you dive with that you 're doing the photography with it is really helpful that you 've practiced with them and you, your plan with right, that, your yeah. plan isn 't you, you just watch me i 'm going to take photos but that's just, that 's just it 's a one sided plan that doesn 't take into account so many things that can happen
0: so Eric says that often divers use the phrase same day, same ocean" to joke about their dive buddy process, meaning uh, they might enter the water together and exit together, but don't spend much time together while submerged. He says, obviously, this isn't good buddy practice. If you plan to dive like this, seek out additional training and solo diving (laughs) to be prepared to go it alone should you get in trouble. And if you're not solo diving, you and your buddy should be prepared to look out for each other.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say the the whole thing reminds me of I wasn't diving alone, I had my dive buddy Pony Bottle. It's like Pony Boy right. from The Outsiders. It's Pony Bottle. Stay Golden, Pony Bottle.
0: Stay gold. Right putting all of your trust into that little savior one piece of
1: equipment or that one in the case of this the equipment was the other diver but it it has to go both ways one diver is not in the water just for the other one they're there for each other thank you
0: yeah this is one of my big issues with the the notion of solo diving to begin with is you can dive solo if you have this small little (laughs) special (laughs) pony bottle yeah that will save you if anything goes wrong because you've got this redundant gas supply. Well, isn't like diving with a competent dive buddy that's on the same page as me as a teammate with well-calculated donatable gas, with awareness of of me and the dive plan and everything, isn't that like ten times the value and resource? At
1: least it's exponentially the value especially, you know, you've got an extra brain there to think through a situation because when an emergency is happening to one person, uh, thinking, again, when, when we talk about this, thinking kind of goes out the door. It It's more of a reactive, instinctive actions that happen from that point when the emergency is set off, when the shit hits the fan, if you will. So it's nice to have... A second brain there to to kind of take the whole scenario into account and and maybe they're thinking a little more rationally and and can help with the situation and the second
0: that's a that's a huge right. asset to and have. a second set of hands and, and we can yeah. see here in this situation the brain that really failed was Jeff fucking Jeff fucking Jeff His goddamn brain so had failing. had he had you know a pony bottle or a dive buddy or whatever, he's still going to fail and make the same mistake yeah. because it's, <laughs> it's his brain is where the major well, problem is. I think you're
1: going to get a lot of pushback on this. The response will be if he just had a pony bottle, he'd have been fine because he'd had enough gas to to go to the surface. Well, he lost his team. He doesn't even know where he's at. Okay, so there's – there's a lot wrong with not knowing where you're at underwater
0: and coming up willy-nilly. Yes. Right? Yes, he got lucky. Even if he had a pony bottle, he got lucky. And I, w- I would venture to bet that most people that have the pony bottle, it would have been such a um, oh, that peace of mind for them that he would have let his brain even go more. even more, right? And I mean, I've seen it on dives. Oh, yeah. Multiple times where people were breathing on the pony bottle regulator accidentally. Right. (laughs) Not not the regulator that they thought they had. Well it (laughs) ran out of gas and then shot to the surface while they were looking for the pony bottle regulator that was in their mouth. Yeah,
1: and typical pony bottle carriers, they're not paying attention to the to the bottle regulators dragging or the regulator was on and it was leaking gas the whole time. They didn't pay attention to that. I mean, the pony bottles we've already gone over a pony bottle isn't enough gas really to do a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, it's your. It's better than the spare air or even dual spare airs, but it's not much better. It's just, In reality, it's just a bigger spare air. Right. It's just a bigger spare air. But someone, I mean, you're going to get arguments that say, well, aren't twins just bigger spare air you know isn't another diver just another he's a spare air attached to fins and a
0: it's a pony bo- isn't a isn't your dive buddy just a pony bottle with feelings yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: it. it's a pony bottle with feelings that's right but no there the, the idea of that partner is that partner's on the same page and equipped adequately with not only equipment but with the skills and training and, and mindset. Um, so there's a lot to be said for that. It's not just have anybody else in the water with you. It's have two people in the water on the same page uh, with adequate skills and abilities and, and able to pull off a dive with a
0: camera. And that's the difference between having a buddy and having a teammate in the water with you. Right. Eric says you could make the case that Jeff's buddy failed him by not keeping up with him and following along while Jeff pursued the turtle. But all it took was a momentary glance away when Jeff took off for them to become separated. Yeah, I can see this conversation. Right. You failed me, I, man. You, right. Why didn't you swim with me? Why did you, you swim away from me? You are supposed to yeah. keep up. You weren't supposed to swim away. I mean, Circulate. there's going to be times, like, you know, for, for instance, like, you and I working, you know, in that five feet of visibility, there's times where I'm going to move from one way or uh, right. one side or another. We're going to change positioning. You know, you communicate that before you go. You confirm it once you've repositioned that you know I I, I didn't move away and then right. now I'm just going to assume my buddy's going to you know figure out where I went to. You got to communicate that, right? Yeah,
1: constantly be in each other's sight for for you know for the task. But there's there's so many there's so many things you can do to make sure that you guys are you know, a team knows where the other diver is, that you can't really just sit here and go, oh, you would do, just do this or just do that. It's it's more of diving together and learning, like, the courtesy. When, when you both take turns as leaders on the dive, you learn what a good follower is or what a good teammate is. So if you've got the lead diver and the, the second, you have to switch positions. You have to each experience what it's like to have to lead the diver. That way you know, hey, when I'm... Above and behind them, I'm making his life or her life a pain in the ass. Right. So get down at the same depth. Get over to the side of them so you're, you can see each other. Or get a light like we use the, the light as passive communication. When you can see that po- high-powered light on the ground or shining somewhere near your uh, line of vision, you know your partner's okay.
0: It takes a special type of training it does. to teach you to become a good teammate, which is why I think so many people just go for the, I'm going to do the quick, pony bottle. I'm going to get a pony bottle, I'm going to get my solo card, that way I don't have to worry about it. But as you can see, that doesn't fix the main part of what being a teammate is, it's, which is learning to think for somebody else, which is going to make you you know, put your head in their perspective is right. going to only make you a better teammate.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's the difference between, you know, playing playing a game on a team to an end goal and just going out and, for example, playing soccer. You play soccer on a team and and a team scores a goal, or you just go out by yourself and kick the ball at the net. Now, one is very rewarding and it takes practice and working together and skills and the end goal there—if forgive the pun is to have a game that you enjoy versus you go out and kick the ball at the net by
0: yourself yeah where everybody works to yeah i mean you got one where you've got multiple people on the field working together to get to get the whole entire team into a position where scoring a goal right. is a possibility versus Having just one person run around fighting everybody, pissed off that they can't score. Well, there's no, <laughs>
1: nobody else on the field. They're the only one, and they're, like, kicking the ball. So they believe they're playing soccer, but you're not. You're, it's just like you're
0: oh, 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 Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just running around a soccer field by yourself <laughs> exactly. with a ball, nobody else. Yeah. I score on both ends of the field. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm great. awesome. I'm I'm the great. best soccer
1: player. I can score on both sides. And isn't that, I mean, isn't that a lot of the uh, "quote unquote solo divers we know they believe they're so good that they can solo and that patting themselves on the back i'm so good don't don't you try this I've well, I would special say that training, but what I'm getting at is you quit
0: diving with the teammate because it was too hard. Correct. A very good team diver is an asset. Yeah. And would be able to easily be able to dive by themselves because they're already thinking for multiple people. That's the real trick to a solo certification is how do I become a fantastic teammate in the water? Then you could easily dive by yourself, but you wouldn't want to because you, you, you lose all the value of a team. A good, uh, you know, somebody who only solo dives is going to have a really hard time becoming a good teammate in the water because they're so used to just diving by themselves. They're not thinking for multiple people. Eric says often underwater photographers will spend an entire dive setting up a shot and waiting for the critters and light to be just right. If you are a photographer who dives like that, you and your dive buddy need to have an agreement about your dive plan. Your buddy should be prepared to stay with you. In sight and within easy access this is harder on the dive buddy of course he or she has to watch out for you and be prepared to keep up with you should you take off in pursuit of an animal as the photographer you must agree that if your dive buddy interrupts the shot and signals that there's a problem photography takes a back seat to whatever else is going on your buddy might be merely pointing out something that you missed while your focus was elsewhere But you might also have a serious problem that requires your immediate attention, right? You're diving first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photography always takes a backseat. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, at
1: best, it's number two. So I don't know what else you can add to that. This is, a, I mean, a classic situation in the sense of it's very common. And we see it on dive boats everywhere when people bring their cameras. And a lot of times, the photographer is by themselves they're just on their own. They don't even make an attempt to stay with someone.
0: Yeah, there you go people. Um scuba diving.com. This is uh in the Lessons for Life section. Uh it's called uh Task Loading Takes an Underwater Photographer to the Brink of Danger. And uh, luckily for uh old Jeff here and his buddy, it turned out okay. Because it could have been A disaster. Like you had a disaster the other day uh, with uh, your Abyss coffee mug. I did have a disaster, and it made me sad. Luckily,
1: you bought two. I did buy two because I almost always buy two of everything when I buy something. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, that's the the downside of having all those props. You've got to handle them in uh, less than stellar conditions or in the environment that they're not made to be handled in, which is a diving environment
0: <laughs> they need to make a coffee mug that's meant to go underwater yes. and be carried back and forth with a bunch of dive gear and not break that's neutrally buoyant <laughs> you know? they right, need neutrally
1: right. buoyant coffee mugs
0: there you go go over to uh the Abyss Co. com people and uh see if angie has any uh neutrally buoyant coffee mugs for your purchase tell her that uh great dive podcast sent you over should we sign some logbooks, brandon Let's uh let's sign those damn logbooks. I was on the brink <laughs> of disaster for this dive. Thank you for having proper gas management and showing me that we were well taken care of because you paid attention to me all dive. I'll never <laughs> forget it. And for that, I'm going to give you photo credits of this turtle.
1: Whoa. Photo credits assisted by... Watched by Brando. Um, Trust me, James. Trust me. I enjoyed every minute of it. And that's that's it for this week. Yeah. Are we wrapping up photo photography, or do we have more in us still?
0: We'll see what the people think.
1: Let's go to the people for this one.
0: Send us a message, everybody. Let us uh, know uh, if you want another photography episode, or uh, back to our usual
1: witty banter shenanigans.
0: There you go. (laughs) All right, everybody, Um, we will talk to you next week.
1: Same ocean channel, same buddy time.
0: There There we go. That's a good one. See you next week, everybody.
1: Nice one, James.